Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey there, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week, your away team has returned. COVID-free, we think, probably. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Immunized, boosted, yes. boosted, boosted, yeah. boosted. I know. <laughs> and continuing our trek through the next generation with season one, episode four, The Last Outpost, the first appearance of the Ferengi, mm-hmm. and where no one has gone before, season one, episode five, or let's try to give Wesley an arc. Or <laughs> did your mother dress you like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But let's talk about the last outpost first. Encounter at Farpoint kind of uh, tries to paint the Ferengi as the big bad out there in the mm-hmm. galaxy. Like, oh, these, yeah. these are scary guys. You don't want to mess with the Ferengi. And of course, anybody who's watched the rest of The Next Generation or Deep Space Nine is like, yeah, yeah. that's not going to work out. <laughs> you bought their propaganda. Because I'm sure they have lots of posters of like, we are ah. dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I, I like that. I got the vibe they were very dumb. never meet your heroes (laughs) (laughs) right they as they are developed later they They have a much better personality later yeah yeah. just as a species (laughs) once you get to like in Deep Space Nine there are some uh, recurring and regular Ferengi characters and as you get to know them more it's not that they're dumb they just have a different view of the galaxy yeah that sounds like (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like the awkward guy that everybody brings along and they're like no no you just gotta get to know him very much so. <laughs> like you know that yeah, like, there's so many red flags he's a total creeper yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, that's absolutely it, it you okay. know, begrudgingly at the end like I, so, like they're Rom Rom is a good Ferengi yes yeah. okay. he's the Ferengi with the heart of gold Nog Mm-hmm. He's a Ferengi with a heart of First Ferengi and Starfleet. He eventually joined Starfleet. Nice. Yeah, so they will develop, but okay. these three... I, yeah. I super appreciate how this episode, combined with the first one, the pilot, mm-hmm. has has now set up um, that the greatest antagonistic malignant force right now in this section of the universe is capitalism. Fuck Basically capitalism. how they're... <laughs> and I'm like, you know, like, you know what? No, you no, you're right. I think you're right. And the shows figure that out, too, because yeah. Ferengi become, like, the, their whole thing is their society is built around what they call the rules of acquisition. So uh-huh. they are very, like, capitalistic right. kind they, of society that, like, has a whole yeah. structure around that. They don't have so much a government <laughs> as a large corporation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I picked, I mean, like, there's part of it, like, yes, I'm picking up from, like, nostalgia because, like, like I've seen a lot of this particular series, um, mm-hmm. but I've also seen a lot of it, like, out of order. Because <laughs> it was just, like, what was on, on CBS at 7 o'clock after dinner? Yeah. Usually the show, not always the actual air date, usually the rerun. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, anyway. So that, that's what I watched growing up, because that's what my dad watched. Um, and he was in charge of the remote. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so I don't Most know Most dads how, are. Right, right. 
I don't know how much of this is like inference from these, like from this episode as it stands now, or if it's like nostalgia combined with this, but, um, like a, in this episode for sure, they're like, they're like Yankee traders mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's just such allusion to it's America. They're like, yeah. these are what those damn Yankees act like. There's like all they care about, like, you know, whatever type of titles they may actually have. It's corporate overlords. Yeah. It's people who want money. Greed is the number one rule. They don't really care about anything else as long as they can, like, filter it down into it was a business acquisition. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. yeah. And I'm like, yep. And I'm like, the one thing, especially, like, this episode and a couple episodes later, um, that really struck me now is this part of the series is I feel like this is a major split into what the episodes are actually saying and what the fans take in. Possibly. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. like, here's this show that's, like, trying very hard to be very progressive, very social, very, like, you know, and then all the fans are like, Star Trek is about libertarianism. Says, like, everyone who hasn't passed a humanities class since eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, dumb Star Trek fans. Dumb that. Star Trek fans. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about libertarianism. No, right, yeah. It's about egalitarian utopianism. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what the show is trying to say, but, like, you right. get you get those, like, loud mouth breather fans. Right. Um, yeah. This goes, I think, I don't know if we've talked about it on this show at, at all, but there are a contingent of conservative Star Trek fans, and I yeah. don't understand them. Yeah. I know one guy who uh, just viewed it like Tom Clancy in space, just was interested in the military tech of it all. That, I was like, okay, that at least right. adds up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then we had, I, I know other people who are like, you know, Obama's a socialist and he should die. Also, I can't wait till we get to the Star Trek future. I'm like, yeah. right, yeah, exactly. It's, it's one or the other. <laughs> yeah. You can't have it both ways. You're like, what do you think the Star Trek yeah. future is? Yeah. Because I feel like that might be where you're tripping up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like, like you get a lot of those people. Oh, I'm a real sci-fi nerd. Are you? <laughs> Really? That, Seems like you yeah. missed most of what everyone was saying. It's almost like, oh, they just want the cool spaceship or, you know, the cool weapons or, you know, the tech side of it. But, like, if you watch the episode with any more, you know, any more closely, even the movies, mm-hmm. they very clearly say they don't use money and that there is kind of a one world government on Earth, and it, yeah. which becomes the whole federation is right that's that's where the federation is seated right is in paris uh-huh. yes. yeah and so like there's a president of the federation you mm-hmm. don't have like factions and countries yeah. and borders mm-hmm. and <laughs> well i think we also talked about it during i think it was probably during the undiscovered country like there is a there is to oh at the risk of oversimplifying simplifying there is the static liberal like, I have figured everything out, and I can't grow anything beyond this, but I've done all the work I need to, and I'm good here. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so that can take a lot of different forms. I don't. I think Star Trek as an entity eschews that entirely because every iteration of it becomes more and more progressive and embraces the right. leading edge of progressive progressivism mm-hmm. yeah. up to now. Yeah, not to sound, now, like, yeah. weirdly academic about it, but, like, the first, the pilot 
Picard says that. Right. He's just like, we're always traveling forward. We are never done. Yeah. Like, we're never done. Like, we have to keep going. But there are some Star Trek fans who are still Kirk fetishists. Uh, yeah. Um, who don't want to reckon with the fact that, at best, the sexual politics of the original series don't hold up all that right, well. Right, right. That's stating it optimistically. <laughs> and Blanche at the new progressivism of new Star Trek... Even at the point when this was airing, The Next Generation, they would be like, oh, no, this is, like, yeah. if Spock's not there, I'm not happy. And why does the captain have no hair? <laughs> <laughs> because. And no girdle. Because in, <laughs> right. in the future, nobody cares about Baltus. Right. That's exactly how they got yeah, to that position. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, th- Roddenberry didn't want to cast Patrick Stewart, and that's the case they made. And they were like, okay, well, that's fine. Um, I cannot imagine that without Patrick Stewart. There w- There's no one else that I would be like, oh, okay, I can see that. That is a man whose charisma is off the charts. <laughs> there were three runners up for Picard. And they, they are as wildly different as possible. Huh, okay. Okay. Uh, Mitchell Ryan, he played Riker's dad eventually. Okay. Yeah. He, if you're a fan of the Halloween series, he was in Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. <laughs> no? Anyone? Anyone? no. no. Bueller? No? Okay. Uh, He also, I believe, played Thomas Gibson's dad on Dharma and Greg, not Criminal Minds. Oh! Okay. Okay, okay. Shit. Yeah. Shit. Okay, because I I, I do know Dharma and Greg pretty fucking well. God, maybe not. He's been in lots of stuff. Is he also the guy that played Lorelai's dad on Gilmore Girls? No, I don't think so. But they have a similar energy. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I, I see where you're getting at. Yeah, okay. A different guy, but yeah. similar type. Uh, the other one is uh, uh, Gerard Depardieu. They talked to him briefly. <laughs> I think he would have been more French than French any of them. the French qualities yeah. of Picard a lot more. Yeah. And we'll get to uh, P- uh, Patrick Stewart's French here in a little bit. Because <laughs> he drops a little French on us this week. The other one, Yafet Koto. Uh, most memorably from the Bond movie *Live and Let Die*. No, I. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have actually seen it, but I ventured kind of... into the void on that one. Uh, they the, blend. But to sci-fi fans, more notably as, uh, and I can't remember the character's name in *Alien*. Okay. He was one of the engineers, okay. not Harry Dean Stanton, but the black guy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Z, right. I'm getting nothing from Z. <laughs> yeah. You you were grasping it so much I with was. Dharma and Greg. Like, <laughs> I, I said Thomas Gibson. I was trying yeah, to bring yeah, you I, in. I, Thomas Gibson. I, That's the first guy oh, he mentioned. Okay, okay, uh-huh. okay. The yeah. Dharma and Greg Potter. Yeah. Yes. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember now. I have a vague, hazy recollection of Alien that's mostly blocked out by the fact that movie truly terrifies me. <laughs> Still to this day. It's a legit scary movie. It's all Xenomorph. Uh-uh. Mm, no. Mm, absolutely not. Ab- no. Yeah. But Picard uh, says shit. In French. In yes. French. It was wonderful. And, and they got that by the censors, but they don't get it by anymore after that. <laughs> <laughs> Some somebody with syndication. I thought was that like, was cute. Yeah, it's also the only. Is that the only time he just casually speaks French like that? 
next episode. Maybe like a, a handful because he he does with the the with his uh, with his mother space mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. The, the, the he's pronouncing mama as mama, mama. like mama. which is that's way true. more French. Yes, yeah, yeah that's but, true. And I think he mutters something when he sees it at first mm-hmm. that mm. it's in French. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's I still very like he's not a casual French speaker, so it's right. <laughs> But it, it definitely sticks out when he does it. With, with, <laughs> enough, in, Jordy has more French than John in, 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 He says Boku every once in a while. I'm just like, that's yeah. a Louisiana French right there. That's some Nolans. <laughs> and we know he's not from New Orleans because we get a character from New Orleans eventually. Anyway. I that's felt like this series is leaning very heavily on being judged. Like, I feel like every other episode, mm. it's like, you're being judged mm. by the alien yeah. man. Yeah. 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 They get real. Like, like uh, proving tests. You know? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we have made it this far. We deserve to keep this season. I wonder if yeah. it's a little, yeah, it's, it feels like maybe it's even a little meta, like, yeah. you know, where we're, we're explaining to the world and Star, you know, Star Trek original series fans that we should be here and yeah. that this show yeah. can good, continue good the Star yeah. Trek franchise. Yeah. It takes a couple of years for them to shake that off. It does. Well, I, but really, it's a better ride overall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once they do, then they're... they're yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good catch. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Now the theme of the trial of humanity does come back, but they they make it count more later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they did it a little bit in the original series too about the being judged. Not nearly as right. much as this one so far, I don't think. Yeah. But or at least not as often. But um, I don't know. I'm a little over it. Yeah, that's fair. I think this episode has a really hard time from my perspective because they try to set up at least some amount of tension the Ferengi. Yeah. And even in the context of the episode, they just end up being a bunch of Abbots and, Conste- and Costellos. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you yes. know the Ferengis later on, it's like, this is not a threat. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is, at best, a C-plot in a fourth season episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Ferengi did, yeah, didn't, didn't like, hold muster or something. Yeah. And then, just, like, and I was like, how much of this is just bad? How much of this is, like, vaguely racist caricature? Mm. There, like, there my white ass over yeah. here going, like, I'm not sure. This doesn't seem overtly racist, but it does seem to have a tinge of something. Anti-Semitism <laughs> yes. is what you're yeah. looking for. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There, is, they, uh, there is a lot of analysis of Ferengi as Jewish caricatures. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I can see it. And that's not great especially when they go like when they're on the planet after like when they're tr- still trying to convince the the whatever tarkin to con to con yeah um that like no 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 they're the bad guys and then they just go full into i don't i don't even know they were like bouncing all over the place with their arms above their heads and i was like okay yeah. this seems bad yeah. i don't even know like you're reaching some weird depths here with you guys in future times when they encounter the Ferengi, they right. don't revere them with the same level of, like, mystery and scary. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's they, like, they oh, we know, well, these guys are whatever. Yeah, We're good. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the best they get out of it sometimes is that they will underestimate them, and then the Ferengi will be just See, an inch more clever than they mm. give credit for. See, mm. I would much rather that. I would much that rather have, like... It gets much better, yeah. Yeah, yeah as opposed to, like, oh, here's this you know, big evil bird guy. And then I would much rather, like, Okay, so these are our competitors, and like, well, okay, all right, 
And you know, then I there's must, an episode later with the Ferengi scientist, right? Visiting the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, and he talks about how, like, yeah, there's not a lot of scientists where I come from. So mm. he's, like, very rare uh-huh. to be in that kind of community. Slight spoilers for much later on. The aliens at Roswell, all three of them were Ferengi. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's funny. That's one of my favorite episodes from yeah. Space Nine. I just, I want, I guess, like, there's a couple of things I want from Star Trek, and I think it's going to be a, a second before I'm going to get it. Um, I want less of the us versus them mentality of like oh here's like because like they did it with the Klingons yeah. they also went super racist with the Klingons like oh mm-hmm. look at the you know I'm like very swarthy yeah mm-hmm. and be like straight up blackface sometimes and I'm like well, I'm not okay with this <laughs> um, and then you know they're doing it again with the Frankie where they're like oh we have to set humanity apart by showing an other and what I really want is I want to show like a I want to see more togetherness in actual other people mm-hmm. as in like have an alien race with a completely different set of like skill set like uh whatever like their senses are different they interact with the world different and they have like and they're like oh cool but no but we're like best friends because like they like we fill each other's like like puzzle pieces like where we fail they succeed where they fail we succeed you know like we're gonna work together i'd also like to see humanity not be like number one I, mm-hmm. I want to see humanity not being on trial. I kind of almost want to see some type of NTQ other zip on past and be like, we need to borrow your starship so that we can put the dolphins on trial for their crimes. <laughs> and the, the humans are like, you want Wait. Star Trek 4. You were almost there. there. You, yeah. you were eighty percent. You just need good. to push a little further. Like, no, for sure. Does it have to be dolphins? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like that was one of the best parts of it because yeah. everyone's like, they must be here for us. Why are you running past us? Why are you? We're not the number one people on this planet. <laughs> I feel so left out. I, think there's I should more... have evolved gills. <laughs> there's more coalition building mm-hmm. there's a little bit more of like as yeah. we go like I we're, we're getting into together. yes definitely more working together there will always be another there will yeah. always yeah. be an enemy to a varying degree um yeah. another species that is causing damage but it's even when you get into like later on when you get into like the cardassians being right. kind of the big bag of the galaxy. Can you say that again? Because I heard Kardashians. So and I, I was like, I was like, like oh, hold on. There's no Kardashians. They, when you get with into there, but it's, they're everybody's enemy. Like, right. and, and you are, you really do have some episodes where we're, we have to build relationships with other people that maybe we don't even talk to that much. But I think Deep Space yeah. Nine does that. Okay. It, it decenters to a certain degree the humans. True. Yeah, paints yeah. the universe as a much larger place. Uh-huh. Okay, it doesn't see. Em- that's what I'm looking for. Still has an enemy that we got to right. fight, but we got to fight it together. But even part of that enemy is part of us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And because really, in, in confronting that enemy, we confront the worst parts of ourselves. Right. There is that presumption of of a race being a caricature melts away too. Like the Ferengi. Yeah, they're played for comic relief most of the time, but. They also have something to contribute a value. They can be brave and self-sacrificing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and, and do better. Want to do better in that Roddenberry mold of yeah. constantly evolving. Yeah, 
I guess I'm just like as a sci-fi person, like as a person who like does consume sci-fi media, I'm I I'm finding myself more and more tired of the idea that um, humans are like. There's just right. a, it's just a hubris to me to think that like oh yeah alien super intelligent people are gonna come down here and like whatever kidnap us or something be like humans are so interesting and I'm like they're um I think what maybe, if we're not though what if yeah. what if they're what if they're abducting cows for a reason <laughs> cows have four stomachs that's pretty cool that's pretty <laughs> cool yeah have you seen my big old baby blue or Sometimes. baby blue eyes but the big old baby cow eyes like they're so big they're so cute oh my god Sometimes. Sometimes cows get so bloated that you have to poke a hole in them. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. You it's can't do that right. to humans. This. And you can wrap <laughs> <laughs> up. And they they do just fine with a hole inside of them, and yeah. you can reach in and do stuff, and you know yeah. they, they just have a hole. They're like uh, magicians. Yes. Yeah. But I think that's why I, I do like Q, and I like that Q is a returning character because he shows up just basically just to tell Picard. You humans aren't all that right. impressive to the rest of us. Like yeah. you're barely a blip on my radar. I'm here because I like you and I right. I want to toy Q with likes you. Picard. Yes. He doesn't really care about anybody else. But like he, he he's there to put everyone else in their place. Like, yeah, you you aren't all that special. Just right. calm down. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where I'm looking for more. You definitely I get more. I'll get there. Yeah. yeah. It's come. Yeah. I think yes. I just have a while to get. I, I think this once, show, this show has to step out of the shadow of yeah. the original working series. Its kinks yeah. Out. Oh, yeah. we're still figuring shit. Even character stuff oh, are like yeah. real wobbly. It's gonna be. It's gonna. It's gonna wobble. Two seasons of trial and error on this front. Yeah. Third season, it's like, oh, we're like, locked in. Let's uh, go. <laughs> like third season, it like it doesn't quite reach the heights that the show gets. But like even from the first episode of season three, you're just like. Oh, this is a whole new show. Like, yeah. they they sorted their shit out. Yeah. So the Riker's pr- beard finally takes full form. You've said once, that before. Once the beard is in place, we're good. <laughs> that was the character they were missing. <laughs> the beard, and then the collars on the uniforms. Okay. Yeah. We have spoken at Party Now Apocalypse later about the importance of facial hair. We I have. think we have. Yeah. It yeah. is a, it is a recurring mm-hmm. theme yeah. on our mini <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, Why should this be any different? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will be reaching our commercial break here in the next several seconds. Does anyone... <laughs> actually, we've blown way past it. But anyway, does anybody else have anything to say else to say about the last outpost before we move on? Uh, I'm weirdly uncomfortable with the weird obsession of especially American white people loving Sun Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, this again? I thought I got past this. It's sort of a megalomaniac sort of thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like somebody who talks about Machiavelli at, at the drop of a hat. Yes. Yeah. Same, Very same, same similar. Thought. Yeah. yeah. And a similar complete uh, disregard of context. The, these are the people that watch Breaking Bad and like it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's very, yeah, it's very Fight Club red flag to me. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I like that. It's not starting big, but Data and LaForge as best friends. Yeah, yes, yes. Gets yeah. a little bit of a spark here. Mm-hmm. Like when LaForge fixes everything on the ship and he comes back on the bridge, Data gives him a little like a lot of like that is about the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I, and they do a lot of cute things. They yeah. do. Just, I, I definitely really like, need yes. more I, friendship. I feel like they're this 
series Chaos Twins. Yes. Like oh, yeah. last, yeah. last series, yeah. it was 1, Hulu and Chekhov. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, <clears throat> it's like the writers of this show went back and watched the original series, as they probably did for homework, to be like, right. okay, we got to, you know keep moving this forward so context and whatnot and they were like hmm they found the same conclusion that you did very early on Z of the like yeah. aha they should be best friends and yeah. we should show it on screen more and the writers were like okay best friends part two yeah, yeah. we're even gonna get some female friendships <laughs> we're even gonna get some female friendships in next generation um it's not Finally. gonna be the most progressive at all times yeah, but yeah. they will definitely tell test passing yeah, going they, on they will definitely get into some of those things that the men definitely aren't talking about like they'll okay. sit there and talk about like i mean sometimes it's kind of like man i haven't had sex in a while like sometimes it's i mean hey. it's not quite that overt but it's very close um, and you know, talking though. about like how you know what what makes them happy in life for and, sure. And, stuff. and so like that's the kind of stuff that I, I like. I like that they we're actually gonna have some friendships and you know yeah. relationships, and it doesn't always have to just be oh here's two guys on the bridge that are the focus of the whole show. Yeah. yeah. The best part of any show is honestly when two ladies catch their glance after some dudes made a fool of themselves and it's just like <laughs> the camera goes slightly in on them going like, you see the fucking shit I gotta deal with? And the other lady's like, I know, boo. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> no words spoken. Well, but I also appreciate how the women can hold the men to account on this show yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and the men are okay with it. Yeah. For the yes. most part. They don't, like, like it's not bruising Picard's ego when right. a subordinate tells him, like, actually, no. Or when the doctor has mm. to be like, no, I am relieving you of duty. Like, yeah. like those are, they're listened to and, yes. you know, respected as members of the crew. And not- <laughs> Commercial break! <laughs> Would you like red or green chunks in your coffee? Oh, just two red chunks for me. Thank Can you. we I'm have a Star Trek-themed coffee shop that's, like, coffee and chunks? That's it! That's <laughs> our commercial! Coffee uh, and it'll, chunks! It'll be called The Yeoman. Message of social enlightenment. Black Lives Matter. Sure. Stop Asian hate. Also. Get your booster. Get vaccinated if you haven't done that yet either. If you're listening I to the show and you haven't gotten vaccinated, fuck you. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Picard? Fuck you. And please go get vaccinated. It's not too late. <laughs> you know, because he's from the future. I just assume he would find where you're buried and piss on your grave. Indeed. In the Star Trek universe... Your ship's doctor would just come at you with a hypo spray and inject oh. you with something, yeah. and you wouldn't fight back. You would yeah. just be like, "Oh, thanks, I must need this." No. Kirk would karate chop the side of their neck, and then and then bones would. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Trans lives matter. Did we already say that? No. no. But no, that's that is that's also, also true. true. Yeah. Water is life. Wear your seatbelt. You always look at me when you say Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wear my seatbelt now. I wear your seatbelt. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because there, there was a while it, where you did it. And yeah. it was like, <laughs> it's, it's better to watch out for those jumping jacks. <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah, well. That's fair. That's yeah, a fair hit. Yeah, yeah. Remember your lactose intolerance. <laughs> that, yeah, your lactose That's intolerance. for myself later. Don't put dish soap this happened eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. It was like four years it, it ago. Was, it was yeah. a while ago. Yeah. Special detergent it, it was only. Before CJ and I were even dating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, I remember because CJ would give me rides and he would always be like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, are we going anywhere? And he was like, not yet. <laughs> uh-huh. You're not a mess. Aww. Aww. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I am. You can tell. You, can tell. you heirs, however, are a mess. But like, I know. Like, this is half of the table. <laughs> <laughs> Pointedly, not looking at it. This, this, this line right here, people who have their shit together, people who don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to therapy. Even yes. if you don't think you need it, just go yeah. to therapy. Everyone deserves a therapist. I'm, I'm saying that to myself. <laughs> I mean, seriously, January 2022 is on, like, resolution for this month. To actually fucking Google who my healthcare provider will pay me for. Yeah. <laughs> and it is okay to find a therapist that works for you. Like, yeah. if you're oh, not you're jiving good. with the first one... If they give you a red flag, uh, pay attention to that. Number one, red flag, get out of there. Yeah. Number two, even if, like, no red flags, but just the vibe is not there. Yeah. Yeah. Think of it as, like, a second opinion from a doctor. Like, I mean, you're okay with doing that? It took me three tries. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still scared my therapist is going to retire one day and leave me all alone. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I had therapists all throughout my high school, and I hated all of them, but then I went... I had a couple years where I didn't have a therapist, and I got another. I got a new therapist this year, and I love her. So like, it, right. I mean, like even if you go through several and you're like, I hate all of them, I'm never gonna find a good therapist. Like that's right. not true. Right. You'll yeah. find somebody. Even yeah. if you're fine. Yeah. You. Oh, like have a check in, or like have yeah. someone in your back pocket in case something happens. You're like, oh shit, my dad died. I need to talk to someone now. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. oh, thank God I already have this business card of a person I know I like. Yeah. <laughs> Just a few minutes ago, I was accused of having my shit together, but I go once a month. Yeah, it's called an oil change. I go of every head. week. <laughs> I go every week. I understand week. that, but I just got accused of having my shit together. So even if you have your shit together, go once a month. Oh, okay. That's the point I'm making. I see what you're. Yeah. I'm sorry. My yes. bad. Yeah. I'm also gonna say, like, Mr. Mac, that's not an accusation of saying you have your shit together. I know. Because you have your shit together enough to fake it like you do. Yeah. I don't even have that much. Yeah. Go to your therapist as often as you feel you need yes. to, or yeah. as often as your therapist says, "Hey." We should meet this often. Great. Yeah. Do it. If you're thinking about it, this is your sign to go back to school. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hells yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because you can do it. Yeah. I did it. I'm currently did it doing too. it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have been told that I need to go back to school. And by I me. should. By, by you. <laughs> by, by Mac especially. But I, I've been told lately by a couple of people going like, I mean, you could get your MLIS. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, but you could also get a folklorist degree. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm going for anthropology. <laughs> oh, no. I really like the idea of a folklorist degree. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd have to be Dr. Eris. Nice. Yes. You could still start with an MLIS. I could. I know. I absolutely could. Yeah, for sure. And Do all my job things. will actually pay for that. Nice. Folklore's not so much. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, fuck you. Get it. Get out of our wallet. <laughs> this will be airing in the next couple of weeks. Uh, as the myth turns, still has episodes. Uh, just to a air. few left. Uh, yeah. By the time you're listening to this, I don't think they'll all have aired. The last episode will be posted, I believe, the very, very tippy top end of December. I believe that, the last one's slated the for the 31st. Yes. So that whole run will be available mm-hmm. uh, on partyapocalypse.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with this show, the fourth wall in its entirety, and new shows will be coming in the new year. Uh, ah! 
And I think I mentioned in the last episode there could be some additional things that we... In the last few weeks, we some things have changed in the world. and Not in the world, but in our little microcosm of the world. It, it, there might be other things we can announce, and I, you know... Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Who things that, things that you if you had told me they were possible just a few weeks ago, I would have said you're crazy. Yeah. My ADHD mind is like, is this information that I have or is this new information for me? Because I can't remember anymore. It's, I mean, I, I full on forgot I was lactose intolerant yesterday and I ate a whole fucking bunch of milk. So. It's, it's information you have that I have not fully formulated my okay. plan on. Cool. I think you're, cool, cool, you're cool. picking up what I'm laying down. Because cause you can't trust my memory. At I'm also, all. <laughs> I'm also probably cutting out that thing I whispered earlier. It could just be a reference to that. Oh, okay. Awesome. <laughs> but could be some other things. I see. I see. I'm smelling what you're saying. Yeah, probably. We'll probably have more announcements on that with our episodes that we'll record for January. Uh, Eris, you back on that Twitch? I am. I stream Mondays nights um, pretty regularly. Um... The time is a little weird, but like pop in on an evening. Um, if you go, if you follow me, the the little notification should pop up. It's usually around like seven thirty or eight or so. Um, and I'll I'll I do art. Um, also I occasionally, um, do stuff on Fridays as well, but like more intermittently. Um, yeah, watch me as I attempt to uh like draw comics. Sometimes I just doodle, and sometimes I do things I have a plan for and then they go off the rails on the plan and then you end up drawing gelatinous cubes for like an hour. You know what happens. So <laughs> uh, check me out. I'm at Eris O'Reilly, all one word, no apostrophe or anything, um, at twitch.tv. Z. Yes. You have a number of things. I have a number of things. TikTok. Uh, the, yeah, the number one thing is TikTok. Uh, you can find me at underscore, it's just Z underscore. Um, I do videos and things, and I hope you like them. Also, my friend Haley and I created a Discord for writers just to kind of commiserate and ask questions and give advice and all that fun jazz. Uh, you can find the link to the to the invite on my Twitter, which is also uh, underscore, it's just C underscore. Absolutely. Love of my life, do you have anything to plug? No. <laughs> I, every time no, we do no. this, I'm like, this is very. I, I'm a very boring person. You're not a very boring person. I feel like I am. I don't. We got. We got to find a project that you can spearhead for us. I yeah. feel. Yeah. Yeah. No. Give me something Are, to do. That, that's is it cool. That you're a boring person, or is it that you haven't been raised in this situation of capitalism when you feel like you have to monetize all of your habits? I I think I am of the appropriate. You just can't. You can't ask her what she's doing. She said, "Is it that you're boring, or do you have other problems?" I am. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm not. I'm not peddling anything at the moment. Um, You've escaped the curse of like millennialism, which is bizarre to me. You know, when the mood strikes me, I may post on Twitter. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you could be follower number (laughs) forty-one. At bring to a boil. Uh, back to our episode. <laughs> Where no one has gone before. Very, very precious Wesley episode. He is yeah. a precious little boy who has precious little boy things to say. And I don't want to talk about Wesley all that much. I want to talk about Riker and how he's, oh. a, how he's a good guy. Yes. Like, Wesley's trying to tell him all this stuff and, and, and he's not he doesn't lash out at Wesley. He's like, sure this is fascinating but i got other stuff to do right now and then later on when it's clear that he should have been listening to wesley he doesn't hide behind that yeah. he's told he told the card flat out wesley tried to tell me 
and I and I didn't him. listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he owned up. <laughs> yeah, and I especially like that aspect especially coming from the episode directly before Mm -hmm. where like there's a really small clip where there's two kids playing in like the boardroom or whatever and he was just like you know you kids aren't supposed to be in here get out of here but it's like said so it's firm but it's kind and Mm -hmm. the two kids run out and then you get this episode where he's like interacting with wesley and it just goes back to the picard going Hi, I hate kids. Please help hide that from the rest of the crew. Thanks, bye. And Riker going like, well, gosh darn it, I guess I am good at children. That is not at all what they sound like, but it does in my head. (laughs) This goes to the only note I wrote about this episode when we were watching it. Um, Is I I wrote that Kosinski, is that the the, the visiting Mm. friend? Um, Kosinski, as in Ted Kosinski. It's spelled differently, but yeah, I I see where you're going. (laughs) But like, Kaczynski is like white male fragility privilege <laughs> embodied yes. because he honestly yeah. thought he was doing something and it didn't dawn on him till much later that he wasn't the reason that this was working. I thought and it was a scam until like halfway through because I really thought he was in on this scam right. and then it was like I and then you find out he really like, believed it. You're like, oh what? my god, the special boy make war pensions go good. <laughs> I, wrote, I wasn't doing that. All the, the other white boys. Me. That the thing is, is all the other white boys these are the white boys of the future instantly recognized him for what he was yeah. like a yeah. fraud even when he didn't see it in himself the rest of them were like this is this is this is bullshit right yeah. and every, like like the other uh the whoever the chief engineer of the week okay. was uh yeah. and Riker and I I especially appreciate that Riker is supposed to be kind of our Kirk stand in kind yeah. of the like studly man person who is going to sleep with everyone uh-huh. but He's not. He's not the misogynist. He entirely. Right. He, I, I don't. I don't think he ever gets into anything too misogynistic. But like. But he's also not the like. He he's comfortable enough in himself, and he's a genuinely good person. Mm-hmm. He's he's not gonna. Yes, this kid could have upstaged me, but he wasn't gonna like do and that. I, I think it, like speaking of Riker for again for a second, I see a lot of the framework that I think um uh, the Harkness. From Doctor Who, uh, Jack. yeah, yeah, like because I'm because I'm see, that kind of like just like casual sexuality right. without but any of the kind of, yeah without yeah. any of yeah. like the weird patriarchal it's not norms on top of it. Yeah, yes. he's yeah. just like I'm beautiful. I, if you want to bang, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, my place to yours. I'll bring some wine if you're into that. Down to clown energy. Yes, yeah. yes. yes, but yes. no agenda behind it. Not yeah. like exactly. I must clown and you better be ready well, to clown. I own right. this clownery from you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be at the bar if anyone's down to I'm clown. Just like, yeah. I am permanently I down mean, to clown. Yeah. I'm a universal clown. You come to be baby. Yes. <laughs> Some situations, you know, it works. Hey, hey, an alien woman me, flat out asked him to sleep with her and she would help him, and he was like, All right, <laughs> that's Thumbs consent. Up. She asked, yeah, and yeah. he was like, Thumbs up, yeah, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> but yes, no, Riker equals good dude. If you took nothing else away from right, it, right, right, good dude. Like, he's... and I, I forget how formative he's been in my life to reach for good dudeness, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a white guys. Be a Riker. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's very formative for me, but you know, my my taste in men clearly <laughs> was uh, be 
beard. The facial hair. Yeah. 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 You got the Riker beard. Step one, don't be a dick. Step two, grow a beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really yeah. kind of is that easy. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Some people get those out of order. Mm. Not good. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, important yeah. to not be the dick first. Right. And right. then grow the beard. Because well, he doesn't have the beard yet, but he's still By the good time you yeah. figure yeah. out the not dickishness, your your beard has already grown it. Right. Uh, like, yeah. And grown around the neck. Yes. And then the you are a, a neck beard. <laughs> and beards can get out of control. A beard is a living organism and it may take you over. <laughs> of course. You are the boss of your beard. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes your wife. Also true. <laughs> <laughs> I just poke at CJ's beard like soup. And he's just like, God damn it. <laughs> See, I, did you say soup when you poke at him? Like he had soup no, in the, he had the beard. I thought the, that's like the, the exclamation you had when you poke at your husband. Soup. soup. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes because it does happen on an alarming basis. <laughs> My husband doesn't grow a beard. He just has the 70s porn stash. <laughs> Do you also fuck with the mustache? Like, oh, food. No, no actually. He keeps it pretty clean. <laughs> can, can we set up a date? <laughs> I think, I think I, if he I had a beard, him, but... he'd probably get stuff stuck in it. Okay, yeah. Probably. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> I trim his mustache for him, I don't get a lot of food stuck in my beard. Not a lot. Sometimes. No, but, like, when you used to drink more, like, like tea out of, like, the, like an open cup. Oh, see, um, that's, like, yeah, exclusive. Yeah, it's, like, all up here. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. you, get, you get tea all yeah. up in your... CJ really your like cleans to the it for later. <laughs> it does. It, it's, like, little bead droplets. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's exclusive, like, drinking vessel of choice. And so it's just... Yeah. All over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Every once in a while, like, like I don't know, like, eat pizza and it's like a string yeah. of cheese. Actually, stuff. I still call that soup. <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with me? <laughs> soup. Even if it's tea, I call it soup. What? Nice. Tea is leaf soup. Soup <laughs> may just be it your is. Is. like low level Tourette's exclamation. Like, like you just so. can't help I but not yell out soup at times. <laughs> the cat water is also soup in my brain. Okay. They're all the same category. So maybe a neurological. I, I'm not qualified to diagnose this, but I'm getting a vibe here. That, I, that, I mean, is CJ I'll drinking the, the cat water? No, but okay. when Virgil drinks the cat water, I'm like, oh, baby's drinking oh. his soup. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, that's water. <laughs> and I still call it soup. Maybe it's a me thing. Might be. Okay. It's I have a, another thing I, to I, talk I, to my therapist about. I don't think it's damaging <laughs> you in any way. I don't oh, think you no. need to seek therapy for that. I right. Think yes. It goes hand in hand because I have a, um, like, on a more actual serious note, I do have an issue with, like, word processing in my mm-hmm. brain and it things get Auditory processing disorder. Very yeah. bad. Um, And so I think that might be another part of that. Soup. Much Soup. easier for me. It could just be a vocal stem, too. It does sound very good. Yeah. It's oh, I love that noise. <laughs> I really like gravel. Gravel is a Gravel's good fun. word. Oh, the word like, gravel, not yeah. the. I just yeah. like yeah. the. Uh, I, I, I could take her. I just gravel. hear the gravel. <laughs> around. I like gravel. Picking up gravel wherever you like. Would you like go. some? <laughs> this will be the first of a loose trilogy of episodes featuring featuring the Traveler and Wesley. Oh, cool. Because oh, nice. I actually really I, uh, like the Traveler. Sorry, yeah, cool. yeah. I totally felt like the Traveler and Gazinski were I fuck in at the end. <laughs> they was they was banging. There was a whole table between them, but they was banging. <laughs> I I have footsie a, under the table. A question actually, yeah. like for the table. Yeah. Um how did you interpret the Traveler telling Gazinski at the very end, no I need you? 
Uh, very gay. I interpreted it very gayly. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, give to me a rough percentage of things in the human experience that you don't interpret as at least moderately to very gay. Um, like three <laughs> percent. I interpret both things gay. I ask this question with no judgment, just right. for the listening audience, yeah. just to give them a a, a bearing of what yeah. is and what is not gay to you. Yeah. yeah. See, I I don't have gaydar, but it's not like oh, I can't tell when somebody's gay. I assume everyone is gay. Well, you know, yeah. So my gaydar is like so it's like gay opposite. until. Proven otherwise. otherwise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That that finger on the scale was pushed all the way down. Yeah. So you don't have a good basis of contact. Okay. Yeah. But like I I mean, yes. I definitely I was like cuz I cuz I was once I realized what the thing was cuz I like had so many notes on the whole like is this an alien takeover? Mm-hmm. Like is this like is this uh Co- I always want to say Kowalski, but that's Sar- that's SG one. Kowalski, Kaczynski. It's also Penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> Sorry, um, canon with each other. Yeah, Penguins yeah. <laughs> of Madagascar actually takes place in the SG one universe. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Not the Stargate movie universe, which is different. No, oh, okay. it is different. Yeah, because yeah. that's the propaganda, right? I think they did. They, I think that actually is. Yeah, what yeah it was do. like season I, five. They were like, oh no, they just like people, like uh, some reporter discovered the Stargate. So they, yeah. they were I, like, let's make a movie and that will like shove all the. I, uh, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I just cover up. have a hard time imagining what's his name is James Spader's role. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Shanks. Michael yeah, Shanks, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, cheaper Canadian. Uh, <laughs> they could afford him. Yeah, yeah. Cheaper Canadian James Spader. <laughs> But, um, I, I, first I thought, like, the Traveler was some type of, like, alien hostile entity that was, like, using, uh, Kaczynski for, like, either possession or some nefarious purpose, like, I'm gonna get you in so you can take over the the ship or something like that, or theft, maybe it was a heist movie, I had, like, all of these, like, wild theories that none of them actually panned out, um, I, I had a slight interpretation of... Cause I was like, cause I was really into the traveler and I was like really like focusing on him. And I, and I, I came to the conclusion myself that I think the traveler liked to hang around Kaczynski because Kaczynski was so full of himself that like the thoughts were always focused. They were never muddled. He was just like, I'm amazing. I make ship go fast. <laughs> and like, he never deviated from that line of thought. The traveler's like, I fucking use this, bro. <laughs> he's, he's like, he is a one thought machine. I almost feel like there was, I, I think I probably interpreted it a little bit as pity. Like, oh, okay. you're good. You've got something right, to contribute. Right, because there's definitely that too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey bud, you made the, we're going to put this on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can see. Because I definitely saw that like engine. That's... But you know, I'm kind of wondering from like from from the gay angle. I'm also now wondering. I'm like, was he just your your little boy toy, and you just like having him around? Like he's not very useful for much else. But there yeah. is at least one thing he's he good pretty. at. That's what I think. That's <laughs> that little rank pip he's got on his uh, collar that means he like the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that means, right? Traveler's taking notes. So on now, so now that the the gig is up, they can have a more honest relationship where Kaczynski knows that he is not the mastermind behind all of this. So my yeah. button pressing wasn't doing anything no, at honey, all. No. You like actually knows the fact that you were so convinced of your superiority that you actually did make ship go fast. 
But the fact we don't ever see Kaczynski again, do we? But we do see the traveler again. Uh, so I think they refer back. They refer back to Kaczynski in the next Traveler episode, which is several seasons down the road. They're like, "Hey, I tried to contact Kaczynski, but <laughs> useless little fucker." Yeah. <laughs> the actor who portrayed him, Eric Menyuk, I may be saying his name wrong, was the runner-up for Data. Oh, no, oh, interesting. Okay. And I, I could see it. Yeah. yeah, it has that. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really calm kind of vibe. Calm, like, but like, inquisitive yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I see. They, they could have flipped that coin the other way, and I think they would have been fine. Yeah. 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 Casual but that inquisitiveness. Is, yeah, the Traveler is Wesley's kind of one of overarching arc yeah. of the series. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, this is definitely a starting point for Wesley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like the fact that he, he's, he's looking out for Wesley. He sees the thing in him, yeah. like... This kid's going places, and, right. like, I love that he made time to talk to an adult about it. Like, Captain, Wesley, don't forget about Wesley. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. At that point. I've seen was, enough of you yeah. humans to realize that you might shove your young off as being right. like, oh, you're too little. Be like, this, <laughs> this kid actually can go places. Mm-hmm. Like, somewhat literally. He did actually full on do the equations of this warp drive. <laughs> Yep. I work off of thought and telepathy. He was actually doing the math. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really talk about the weird end of the universe stuff all that much. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which I thought was fun. Like yeah. Picard and his... Is it his grandmother or his mother? Mother. No, his mother. Yeah. yeah. His mama. Um, and, and having tea with her, I thought that was sweet. Mm-hmm course i tried to pull it up on memory alpha and i pulled up the original series episode where no man has gone before you have failed me memory alpha i have i have two more major thoughts about how they presented thought in this episode um i thought it was a very big ask of them to be like just control your thoughts especially when so many of them seem to be connected to trauma mm-hmm. and i was just like wow is this how the military acts i guess <laughs> yeah um and then also i i did think it was really sweet that picard was just like if you can't concentrate on your duty then concentrate on the well-being of the traveler like look at him he's so good he's our friend we're gonna give him your thought energy so yeah. he won't die <laughs> it's super cute i'm like Aw. picard's good dude too yeah it's it's also a statement about it's a weird microcosm about the lack of organization of the show mm-hmm. that all this chaos and engineering happens, but also the ship itself. They, like, we're five episodes in and we've met three chief engineers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what happens to the old ones? Do they keep getting like, fired they, into the sun? They're all there. Like, they literally have three head chefs down in that kitchen. And... Which, They'll shake yeah. that off pretty quick because I think if this episode had taken place later on, when spoiler alert, Jordy is the only chief engineer. Okay. Jordy would have been like, "Get the fuck out of here, Kaczynski. Yeah, you don't know what you're. That's no. true. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. it's almost an interesting management case study. Yes, I feel organizational like have... management. Yeah. Yeah. Either we have a really weird title for sous chef. Right. <laughs> or you've, yeah, I can't even do the pun. It's too obvious. <laughs> it's what I appreciate, and I, I, it's something that solidifies more and more as the show goes on, but you see it here at the beginning, too. Like, Picard is an excellent case study for anyone who, you know, is a leader of people, a manager or something. Mm-hmm. Like, he 
he has his own thoughts. He has its own opinions. He'll be the ultimate decision maker mm-hmm. when he needs to step up and do that. But, like, he believes his people. And mm-hmm. he might question you a little bit. But even in this episode, like, they're trying to tell him, like, something's fishy about this guy's right process or whatever. And, you know, and Picard is like, we shouldn't check it out. And then, But, like, he's willing to be like, okay, I, I, I employ smart people. Yes. I have smart people that I trust telling me that something's off here. Uh-huh. I'm going to listen to them. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, give it a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I have some ideas, too. I'm going to reserve judgment, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to, like, ignore them completely. And I always appreciate He always defaults to, I believe my people. Yeah. Because even, because they're going to constantly come to him with, like, crazy batshit scenarios. They're right. like... Captain, I'm seeing ghosts. What do I do? And he's like, "You're seeing ghosts. Let's find out." Like yeah, he's not yeah. like, "Oh, that yeah." That gonna be a while. <laughs> oh, but like, no. it's it's stuff like that where it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. he's like, "Oh, you're you're smart. I know you're not trying yeah. to mess with me. Let's let's figure out what you're experiencing here." That's <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the show right now is the fact that they have these little moments where he was just like, "We need a team meeting." Um, and, and yeah. like they go and they like bustle off to whatever little room he's got set aside or he's like, I need to make a decision about this. I need your opinion, thoughts, advice. And he goes through the room. He's like, everybody needs to fucking contribute. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just to say, I got nothing here, boss. <laughs> like, like they need to say something. And he's like, okay, cool. And Thank you for, and then he thanks them for their thoughts. Even like, if he doesn't listen, yeah, even if, yeah. Not that he doesn't or, listen. Even if he doesn't accept that as yeah, where right. his that's not his action. Because like Orphan's Yar usually yeah. gonna be like aggro, and then <laughs> you know, and Dana's gonna be like science, and yeah. like so, so. But yeah, he still thanks everybody. He actually does take that time to listen, as opposed to just be like, I'm a cowboy. And- <laughs> It, at the time of the airing of these early episodes, that was such a huge complaint about the show that every <laughs> at the drop of a hat, Picard's calling a meeting, and he and he's, ah! he, yeah, like pe- people so tied up in the original series that they couldn't get past it. We're like, this isn't Star Trek. Did they not watch the original series for how much shit that like Kirk got them into because every he wouldn't listen was... to somebody else? Every yeah, every episode was just half of it was them getting out of the trouble that Kirk got them into. <laughs> yeah, like if Kirk had like to, if, if if Spock had held his belt, you know, like Looney Tune style, as Kirk is running out the door, that series wouldn't exist. <sighs> anyway, well, yeah, no, I really appreciate the team meetings. Like I like actually like oh. This is how an organization is run. I mean, with some title issues aside. <laughs> they, they need to work out the organizational tree. That's right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. original series acted way more almost like um, Star Wars vibe, where you like, it was, was like, oh, really? There's only five people on this ship. Right. Like Millennium Falcon, two people can run her badly, <laughs> kind of thing. Like they always have, like, oh, it's got, it's us or nothing. And it's like, there's 400 people here. Can't you delegate? <laughs> but it also feels like maybe since. Like, my headcanon, like, with these new galaxy starships that Starfleet decided, oh, these engines are so complex, you need three chief engineers down there. Mm, And then after about a year of that, like, the captains of each of the galaxy-class ships were like, can I just have the one? Can I make it like these two chefs? Yeah, this is like, the guy who's in charge of warp drive yeah. slash sauce. Like, I mean, <laughs> this is the guy in charge of... I need one guy or lady down yeah. there who will just be like, no, we're not doing dumb shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm cutting out the bullshit. Yeah. yeah. 
put quality assurance in head of that department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be like, okay, I see your math. This makes shift go boom. <laughs> How about no? Yeah, you can have your shift managers down there, but yeah, you right. know, you they all report to one mm-hmm. solitary person. Yes. Yeah. Any, anything else about where no one has gone before? I noticed in this episode that Troy voices Demona in the Gargoyles. I know we had talked about Riker was, voicing Xanatos. I thought we had talked about Demona as well. Did we? I could have. I would have said it because I would have been like, "Yeah, both of them oh. big on that show." That makes sense. Cool. Well, I forgot about it until this episode. I think Michael Dorn, who plays Worf, also he was plays, in. He was in yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know if he was as regular. I don't know. I kind of dig Wesley's huge, like big sweater. It was cute. I was like, like, I want it's that It's a sweater. statement. It is a statement. Yeah. I I don't know if it's. I forget that he's like fourteen, fifteen. Because it makes him look like an eight-year-old in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look, a little baby wearing his dad's sweater. Like, yeah. that's that's the whole vibe I have. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's a cutie pie. Putting him in a big oversized sweater. Next time, our away team will go on with uh, season one. We will do Lonely Among Us, which Laura and I have had to constantly remind ourselves what that episode <laughs> is about since watching it several weeks, of, uh, weeks ago. And uh, Justice, uh, where a bunch of scantily clad, um, yeah, uh, oversexed people try to kill Wesley a lot for of, reasons. It's a lot Fun of and clothing malfunctions. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw everything that everybody on that set had to offer. Clothing <laughs> <laughs> malfunction. We'll hold that for the next episode. <laughs> so we'll do that then. Bye. Bye. Thank you.